You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Talk Radio is a non-profit ministry. We are dedicated to spreading the gospel of Jesus through our programs and special guests. We exist through the generous support of our listeners. If you are being blessed through this ministry and would like to give a love offering, go to our website and click on our donation page. Your donation will be processed through PayPal. Our prayer is that you may prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. Unto the Lord, for he is when Christians Speak Talk Radio is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry. All of your gifts to this ministry are tax deductible. Go out to our website, www.whenchristianspeak.com, and click on our donation page. Challenge to change, where transformation begins with you. Change appears to be one of the biggest hindrances to growth from relationships that I have encountered while in ministry. Our focus is usually on someone else and what they have done or are doing to us, instead of us being accountable to God and making sure we're not a stumbling block to ourselves or others. Challenge to change is about us taking personal responsibility for our Christian walk as we face challenges and issues and how to overcome them through biblical tools and techniques that we will discuss on this show. Everything about this show is encompassed in us depending on the Holy Spirit to edify, enrich, and transform lives by introducing individuals to a personal encounter with God's unconditional love. That is where real transformation begins and ends. Greetings. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. How you guys doing today? Uh, hopefully you were able to make it in before the storm started. And so I'm, I'm believing that you are safely in. If not, just pull your car over to the side somewhere in the parking lot so that you can receive the message. So I want to open up with prayer, of course. And then I want to tell you about my, my version of trauma uh, that manifests within the last few days. But remember... How you process it determines how fast you get past it, okay? So let's go ahead and pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you. We just thank you that you are God and there is no equal. There is none like in you into all the world. We thank you in advance that you purpose in your heart for us to be born again, spirit-filled and saved so that we can walk in the light of your word. We give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise for the very fact that we are alive, that we are safe, and that we are still able to worship you. We count these things manifested. We bind distractions right now in Jesus' name, and we just loosen your anointing to be present, to heal, to deliver, and to set us free. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So been teaching about crisis, and so a crisis is determined by your ability to process it in real time. So for me it was, uh, I have a partial in my mouth, and where I have one tooth in the front area, 
that uh, I have a, a partial for. Well, on Monday, you know, I, I just got to be real with y'all. Uh, of course, we had a cookout. Of course, Curly made some awesome cookies. And so I snuck down here to get the cookies. And when I took a bite, it was a... Uh, um, raisins and and it was just a great cookie that's all the cookies were good people were taking them packs at a time you know it's just trying to sneak them out you know put them in aluminum for put them in their pockets and try to sneak out the house with them but anyway i had set myself some aside and instead of putting it in the refrigerator i put it in the freezer and so when i bit down on the frozen cookie um that tooth broke that partial broke and so the so that was monday uh, Monday night. And then when I turned around, it was like, I needed to make an appointment. And so I couldn't, of course, couldn't make any appointments until Tuesday. And on Tuesday, the place was closed. So that was Monday and Tuesday. And the earliest appointment I could get was today. So I got my appointment today and they had to, to do a mold of my my uh, my mouth so that they could fit the partial, rebuild it, remake it. And so I'm thinking when it took place that I would have the appointment today. I said, now I need to minister tonight. So I'm, my appointment was at nine this morning. So I went down to Petersburg, got the appointment. And when I told the the uh, the doctor that I needed it today because I ministered tonight, uh, her eyes got big. She smiled because she's used to dealing with me. Um, and so, but my mindset said, regardless of what's going on, I have to choose virtue. I have to choose life. So by asking my shifting my mindset to life, what's life giving in this situation? The question I asked was, could it be fixed? And she says, let me call the manufacturer and see whether I can get it done today. Uh, the second question was, what if the person can't get it done today? So I was on the phone with her when she called and she said, uh, he said he'll do the best he can, but he's not making any promises. Okay, so then I had to go to, well, what if? Now, that whole tooth would be missing had I ministered without it. So what I do is I always go back to what has God called me to? He called me to bring forth his word in season or out of season, meaning when I'm ready or when I'm not, his word must go forth. So I made a decision that, if everyone needed, I was going to bring forth the word. And if it meant that I would have that, that gap or that dark area in my mouth area, because a two, that, that partial wouldn't be there, then that's what would have to take place. But no matter what, I was going to bring forth his word. So uh, she gave me a call around three o'clock and she says, Paul, the tooth, the, the partial just came in. So I'm in Ashland, so it's a half an hour to get from Ashland to Richmond, and then I have to go to Will uh, to uh, Petersburg. So tell you what, guys, <laughs> I don't recommend this, but let's just say I got to Petersburg in a half an hour. So without any further ado, it lets you know that I was speeding. I was doing some real fast time. So I got there. I left. They called me at three thirty. I got there by five minutes after four. Uh, she she has to sand some things and fix some things and tweak some things. So guess what? I got the partial in and I'm doing the teaching, but I chose life. What's life giving. That meant that his word was going to go forth either way. Okay. So I just, just felt like I wanted to give example of 
it in real time. And it was definitely real time. Okay. So thriving in a crisis, I want you to write this down. Write this down. For every crisis that takes from us, we need to we need time to take from him, meaning God. Remember, I shared on one Sunday about how every time we deal with a crisis or intense situation, and I'll give you an understanding of the some perimeters about uh, what crises are and things of that nature. But I need you to understand that his word says, and it's clear, that a time of refreshing must come. And so that's what I want to talk about tonight is how we need to make time to get in his presence so that because whenever crisis happens, it takes something from us. So give me a thumbs up that you were able to write down for every crisis that takes from us. We need time to take from him. So when, when this tooth situation happens, so on my way there this morning, I spent time praying in tongues. I spent time in worship because in order to have some of those things that were taken from me based off uh, the intensity of getting this done, I had to restore a time of refreshing. And that time only comes from spending time with him in his word, spending time with him by prayer, spending time by reading the word and spending time by just being quiet with him. But if Jesus did that, then it's important for us to do the same. So let me just give you the brief definition. I narrowed it down to a crisis. It's a turning point for either recovery, that means getting better, or making a decision to die. And guys, you just heard it uh, last night. Um, uh, shooter went into the hospital and ended up killing people there. He killed his surgeon, the person who worked on him. And he also killed other people that were involved with that doctor. And then he killed himself. So a crisis is a turning point of recovery or death. The second thing is better or worse. So it's always a decision that needs to be made when a crisis is manifesting itself. So that incident for me, I said, now, what's the best part of this and what's the worst part of this? The worst was maybe it can't be done in a few hours. The better part of this is Absolutely. I believe this doctor can get it done. So I cho chose the better part. It's a crisis is also a, a, a dis decisive moment where you have to make the decision. Um, that Tuesday, I called several times, couldn't get through. My wife looks at me and smile because, you know, now she's into digital. She's the digital woman now. And she said, Paul, just have me phone. And she was able to get him right away. So it was a decisive moment that she made. It's like, hey, well, let me give him a call. But I want you to listen to this. I, I, I added this one today. And this one says, individuals perceived stressor that normal coping mechanisms are insufficient. Let me say that again. A individual perception perceived stressor. A individual perceived stressor. That means... We, by us thinking about the situation, we presumed, we took the mindset that it's an intense stressor where normal coping mechanisms are insufficient. So what that means is that the person took a mindset that says, there's nothing that no one can help me. There's nothing that can be done. I'm a failure in this situation. It's just going to get worse. 
and I'm going to die. So basically, that definition means the person just shuts down. So someone else has to come along and help them. Okay? All right, everybody got that? And when I talked about on Sunday, every crisis takes something out of us. So if you're dealing with, if you're helping someone who's sick and you're talking to them about the medication, you're taking them to the doctor's appointments, um, you sometimes have to stay up at night and, and, and deal with them and help them. And, and you might have to help them go to the bathroom. You might help them uh, recover from, from vomiting and so forth. Something is being taken out of you as you are helping them. Funerals, whether you're going to a funeral or like in my situation, whether I'm performing or a part of the funeral services, is taking something away from you, taking something out of you. Challenging relationships. You're dealing with, you know, uh, um, mom and dad getting a divorce and you're the child. You're in the middle of that. Something is being pulled. Something is being taken away from you. Where there is fear, that's that's a given. Bad news. You receive bad news. Maybe you got a... a um, evaluation today, and you know you are a peer based off that evaluation, but the person might have a beef with you, and they are, do they still call it beef? Yeah, yeah. they do call it beef. Um, where they, they might have a beef with you or want to throw shade at you, then a crisis could be manifested as a result of that as well. You might have, um, you've been lied on, you didn't do anything, you know, you, you held up to your end of the bargain, your end of the deal, you did what you said you were going to do. But now someone had the ability that they could share something with some people. They might go online and share some stuff about you. And that might be a crisis to you because you're saying, I'm an innocent person. I've done the best that I can do. Why would they do that? We're not going to spend a lot of time on the why. But the question, what you saw was you saw they are responsible for 4,000 people. Uh, They they have followers, whereas you, you might not even be on Facebook. So you're looking at being lied on, entering into a state of depression where you you feel like things cannot get better. These are, the more you're dealing with those things, the more you're feeling those things, the more things are being taken away from you. And the sad part is a lot of times a person is not even aware that when they're dealing with a crisis or trying to help someone out of the crisis, that something, a part of them is being taken away. So let me give an example of that. Like the woman with the issue of blood. This is a perfect example of something being taken from Christ. Although it's good, he felt the difference. But man, what really stood out to me was when I started to to read the scripture. And it says about what the woman, the process that the woman felt. Okay, so let's check it out. So the woman with the issue of blood, or we could better say, this woman was hemorrhaging. And she spent a lot of money with different doctors. And they didn't have... Instead of telling her they couldn't do anything, they just kept taking the money. So she she saw Christ and saw him coming. And she said within herself that if I touch but the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. So let's look at it in Mark chapter 5, verse 29 through 34. So it goes on to say that she was thinking to herself. She didn't share this with anybody because what would they tell her? I mean, you know, when you got special people, girl, you know that don't work. Uh, he might do that for somebody else, but he's not going to do it for you. you. You know the gamut. You know the gamut. And it says, she says, if I can put a finger on his robe, I can get well. The moment she did it, the flow of blood dried up. So the hemorrhaging stopped. But 
check this out. She could feel the change and knew her plague was over and done with. So when people are calling on us and people are taking from us, maybe they need advice. Maybe they need healing. Maybe they need uh, someone to hold them during the times of, of challenging. Maybe they're emotional. But whenever someone is calling on us or need us to minister to them, they might get what they are needing, but something was taken from us. And as a minister or in ministry, it's okay. But provided that we know something happened with us, they got what they needed. Now we need to make sure we refill or refresh what was taken away from us. Okay, And that's not a negative thing. God designed us to be available to help, to bless, and to minister to people. So please don't, don't leave here saying I'm afraid because if I help somebody, they're going to take something from me. It's time to give some stuff because you can't get any more until you give away what you got. Uh-oh, uh-oh. So if you want to get deeper with God, you got to start feeding people the word of God, the actions of God, the love of God, the peace of God, the anointing of God. That's how your cup continues to run over. Let's look at another example. Um, but but let me keep going. So this is it's still in Mark chapter 5, verse 30. Now let's see it from Christ's perspective. Now remember the woman felt the change when she touched him. And let's see what, what happened. And verse 30 says, immediately Jesus recognizing in himself, check this word out, that power had gone out from him. So when we're ministering to people, and what I'm saying about going to funerals, uh, counseling people, helping people, nurturing people, giving to people. And, and that could be, you could be, be taking somebody groceries or something. Something was taken from you based off that giving. And he goes on to say, he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? And of course, the disciples, they're saying, you know, why would you ask that all these people are here? All these people are, are all around you. Why would you ask who touched you? In verse 34, it says, then he said to her, because finally she was exposed and she was fearful. She thought maybe she would get in trouble. And he said to her, daughter, your faith. But check this out. Your personal trust and confidence in me has restored you to health. Go in peace and be permanently healed from your suffering. So, guys, I want us to understand that when people come to us and we are ministering to them, they can get everything that they need right there in God's presence as he uses us to bring healing to them. Okay, But we would be able to tell that something left us. Anybody got any questions? Anybody good? Okay. Now, this is, I'm just going to give three examples of Jesus seeking refreshing. Why does he need to be refreshed? And I'm just giving you these three examples because in ministry, and I want to make it clear, I'm a pastor, but a person doesn't have to be a pastor in order to be used by God in order to bless people, help people, and nourish people. So I just want to make it clear that I'm giving you three examples of what Jesus did, but you're also doing the same thing. So Jesus, God manifested in the flesh, needed a time away after he did, and I'm just going to name these three. Whenever he faced a intimidating task, your intimidating task might be to talk to that spouse, talk to that child, talk to that supervisor, talk to that manager, 
bring up the fact that you are resigning because you got another job. Uh, just, just text me in the comment section something that you might think might be intimidating, intimidating task. So this is what Jesus would do. After he encountered that, he would always take a time to be refreshed. So when he's going to the cross and he, he recognized that there's going to be pain, there's going to be intense pain, there's going to be grief, there's going to be confrontation because he knows that they what they're going to do, they're going to spin on him, they're going to strip him, they're going to pull his beard, they're going to do these things. But most of all, he recognized that this would be the first time that he separated from his father. You got a question? Someone mentioned that a difficult conversation, intimidating task is talking about taxes. Okay. Okay. All right. Appreciate your honesty. And someone else mentioned talking to a spouse about uncomfortable situations with the kids. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. And, and see, because you know that, then after that conversation is had, and after you pray and ask the Holy Spirit how to approach it, how to tackle that, then after that discussion is made, you guys might come come away in total agreement, but something still took place from you. And so you need to make sure you, you enter into a time of refreshing where you get away with God, where you talk to God, you express God, and you might cry about it. But the end result is you did it and now refinish, refill yourself, replenish yourself. And it goes on. So this is Jesus recognizing that this is going to be an intimidating task. He had never done that before. But he was willing to do it for us because he said in his word, for the joy that was set before him about us, he endured the cross. But let's look at Luke chapter 22, verse 41, and I'm reading out of the Amplified. And it goes on, this is Jesus seeking a time of refreshing in an intimidating task going on the cross. And it goes on to say, and he withdrew from them about a, a throne's throw and kneeled down and prayed. So he knew that in order to get refreshed, he needed to be alone and he needed to be able to pray. So he got away because, you know, just being real with you about a time of refreshing. Have you ever tried to share with someone what you were feeling? Because you, you always listen to them, but they kept interrupting you and coming back to them. So, can you imagine how Jesus felt? He was with the disciples and he said, I need you guys to stand and I need you guys to pray. Now I'm going to go over here, but I need you guys to back me up in prayer. And every time he went there, there they were asleep. They, they were tired. So after the second or third time, he just said, you guys go ahead and sleep. He didn't even wake them this time. He just, because he asked them the first time, can you guys not pray for an hour? And he just walked up to him this time. He saw they were still asleep. And he just went on, went to the father, and he kneeled down. Jesus kneeled down to the father and he prayed. So during one of the most intense tasks, intimidating tasks, Jesus knew that there was a time of refreshing that he would need. Yes. People online agree that they have experience trying to share their feelings with someone and people interrupting them. And, and you just shut down. You're just like, okay, okay. It's not about me. Just go ahead and share. And, 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 and the people that's interrupting you, they don't even notice that you just stop sharing. They just go for it. OK, so that means you didn't get a time of refreshing because they took from you. And now you have to make sure that you set a time for that refreshing. And there's a, this is a, a second time that Jesus sought 
a reason why he sought a time of refreshing after intense ministry. Now, can you imagine he was feeding, dealing with feeding 5,000, 5,000 men. This is about the, uh, the loaves and the fish, two fishes, the two fish. Well, what happened was the disciples, after he broke the bread, he, he blessed it and gave it to the disciples to pass out to the people that he told, make sure everybody sit down in lines in order, and then you guys go, go ahead and do this. Well, when they started doing that, once everybody got fed, the disciples came back and they were so excited about, you know, God, you, Jesus, you used us to do these things. You know, we're part of the ministry and we fed all these people. And, but Jesus is looking at the situation. He said, well, we helped so many people that we didn't have time to eat. We didn't have time to take care of our physical needs. Now, remember, some people think because Jesus was God manifested in flesh, he didn't need to use the bathroom. He didn't need to eat. He didn't need to sleep. But he became flesh for us. So in Mark chapter 6, verse 30 and 32, 32, 32 in the Amplified Bible, this is what Jesus said, okay? They running back to him telling about how awesome the day was. We did all these. We fed the people. We helped them out. But Jesus, recognizing that something had came out of them, they didn't even know how exhausted they were. They didn't even know how tired they were. But he said to them, he said to them, come away by yourselves to a secluded place and rest a little while. My family knows whenever we minister, whenever I minister on Sunday, what will happen is as soon as I get back here, I'll go upstairs. Curly normally has dinner around three and I'll sleep from whatever time I got home until 2.30, and then they'll wake me up because I'm exhausted because I'm in multiple realms. You're in the spirit realm. You're in the natural realm. You're listening and hearing God talking to you. You are perceiving things that are going on in multiple uh, settings. What I was talking about, you can see what other people are seeing, what, who's paying attention, who's not. You're looking and, and listening to everything that God wants you to do that the spirit of God is saying, move here, do this, do that. And you're exhausted because whenever something is given, something is taken. Okay. So I'm exhausted afterwards. Okay. All right. So let me look at this, this third one. Whenever Jesus was dealing with a lot of people, he needed a time of refreshing. Y'all understand? Whenever he was dealing with a lot, and this is in scripture. So sometimes you need a break away from a lot of people because each person has their own scenario or what they want to share. And one person might take 10, 15 minutes. Another person might take two minutes and, but somebody else coming behind them might take 20 minutes. And you can tell how people respond. If you say, well, would you mind if the next person comes up? But, but let's look at this and, and see what happens because this is going to be a shocker when I read this one. In Mark chapter 7, verse 24 through 26, in the message Bible. You guys got to check it out. So it says, from there, this is after Jesus finished ministry. From there, Jesus set out for the vicinity of Ty. Listen carefully. He entered a house there where he didn't think he would be found. But he couldn't escape notice. Because the moment that he shut the door... A woman who had a daughter that was possessed 
start knocking on the door. One of them come in. But it clearly says in the scripture that he he entered there because he didn't think he would be found. He just needed some time away. He just needed some downtime, some rest time, a time of refreshing. But he was able to speak the word only and she was healed. So he didn't have to go there. Okay. So that's where I'm going to stop tonight. Um, they have anything else? Everybody was good? So, guys, we're going to pick this back up on Sunday. You, you got it. Several people just mentioned that they are the ones that end up interrupting people when they're sharing their feelings. <laughs> and one, one young lady said that she's recognized that and she asked for um, apology. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So this wasn't the point, Fingers, at anybody just just – just understand that there's a time of refreshing. Whenever you help, whenever you minister, whenever you support, there's a time where something is being taken from you that you have to replace. Now, this is what I need you to understand. That doesn't come from sleeping. Yes, you might be tired. Like I said, I was tired and I go to sleep. But there is a time of refreshing and that time comes only from being with God, talking with God, being ministered to by God, and you're just spending time with him. That's that time of refreshing where you get that second boost, where you get that, whoo, it's just like something happened on the inside of you, okay? All right, so let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We just thank you for uh, being able to just share your word because people are hungry to receive your word, your truth, because that's the only thing that's going to save us. That's the only thing that's going to deliver us, no matter what the situation and the circumstance is. You are wisdom, so that's the only thing that you can give. You are love, so that's the only thing that you know is loving us. And we thank you for the opportunity to always just call on your name. But we're growing to a place where we don't call on you just because we need you. We call on you because we want to spend time with you. And we call these things manifested. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This concludes today's message on Challenge to Change, where real transformation begins with you, with Pastor Paul Morgan. If you are ever in the Richmond, Virginia area, join Pastor Paul for Sunday service at 10 a.m. at Chosen Generation Ministries. The website is www.chosenrva.com or call at 866-333-9505. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.